0: Lock,
1: talk radio. and when i think about um that you can do i mean live your life the i mean with upholding the law in every aspect except having uh, uh traffic tickets i had quite a few traffic tickets but at this point i haven't had them in quite a few years but um the thing is it is amazing that you can live your life and still, that's why people have to look at the fact, you still, if they decide I want to come after you, they come after you. Something has to be done about them just deciding I'm going to take you down and and trump up charges on you that have no legit legitimacy or any, any, uh, any basis to it? Just, I just come up. I mean, they just dug up something out the blue. I don't come up with these. You told three lies, and I didn't lie about anything.
2: And I- Ladies
3: and gentlemen of America, AJC Radio returns 2019 as we continue a fight. For justice what you just heard was the voice of Luana banks clark my dear sister who passed away november 14th and i'll tell you right now ladies and gentlemen collateral damage of a system that failed make no mistake about it the injustice suffered it had everything to do with the injustice of this nation of this country which she suffered personally injustice to her brother david banks one of the rp five the list goes on and on folks tonight we take a look at collateral damage of injustice and we remember lawana banks clark hang on we take off right now And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks, along with Cliff Stewart, Lisa Stewart, Dennis Merritt, and Samson Riddle, the entire and the entire AJC Radio team tonight. And again, we remember tonight the life and the fight for justice, of course, of Luana Banks-Clark. And uh, getting ready to dig into this one, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to dial in. Uh, Luana was, of course, my sister, uh, but a sincere warrior and a fighter, uh for justice, and she will be sorely missed, uh, but you heard her talking about, and we're going to play some more clips tonight of her expressing her feeling uh, as she was outraged, as she was blown away by a system that she's been taught from a little girl was fair, until injustice visited her front steps. and we're going to deal with that tonight, and uh, Sampson, your thoughts as we get ready to get into this one without question probably a very emotional one serious one as we remember our sister
4: oh absolutely i mean i from the moment i met Juana,
3: i mean you, you could tell what type of spirit that that
4: she had the, the the fire that she walked around with fighting injustice fighting for what she believed in fighting for what she knew was right and an opinion that you never questioned where you stood with her there was, without, there was no shadow of a doubt. You knew exactly where you stood with her. You knew exactly what was on her mind, and you knew exactly how she felt about the injustices. She has no pro, she had no problem talking about the things that not only happened to her, but happened to her brother and the remaining men of the IRP-5. And she fought day in and day out
5: in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I mean, I can't wait to dig into this.
3: Bill. Dennis, your thoughts?
5: Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, uh, Luana's passion was just over the top. I mean, in anything you hear her when she's talking about injustice, uh, you can hear the inflection in her voice, how truly uh, compassionate she is about, uh, you know, this justice system and how uh, you can do nothing. As she alluded earlier, uh, absolutely nothing. You could do the right thing. And, if uh, you know, if they're, they're out to get you, if justice uh, comes after you, uh, injustice comes after you, uh, you got a problem. But I tell you, it's going to be a good show tonight. It's going to raise some eyebrows. We're going to tie it to how, uh, you know, this this is what happens when, uh, you know, men are wrongfully wrongfully convicted, uh, people are treated wrong, unfairly. Uh, this, is, this is the aftermath.
3: So we're going to get into it tonight. No, without question. And uh, the bottom line is LaWanna, LaWanna Banks-Clark uh, suffered. This was a woman who spent 38 years. Uh, here in Colorado Springs as a church counselor, never an issue with the law, never an issue uh, that you could put her anywhere that raised, that raised questions about her character, her integrity, was clearly demonstrated on a day-to-day basis. And for a system uh, to go after a woman with this type of reputation— This type of honor, and the system sees no, um, they they do not take into consideration of any kind, wait a minute, this is not a criminal here. This is not someone, and you come back and say, well, we asked Luana Clark 285 questions at the grand jury, and you come back and say she was dishonest on three out of 285? What are you talking about? This, is, These are the things, and knowingly, I'm going to tell you right now, there's, there's no doubt that the court knew exactly that LaWanna Banks Clark was not a criminal. And when evidence was provided to even go against the accusations that they stated, proof beyond any reasonable doubt the judge would not allow it, that we're not going to accept it The judge I speak of is federal judge Christina Arguello. How do you have that on your conscience And you proclaim from the bench That you're going to teach Or that Miss Clark will learn a lesson And learn and be an example Are you kidding me There's, a, there's plenty of criminals True ones Out there And you know what You want to say that about Miss Clark and you'll have other people come before your courtroom and you're lenient and say, well, they didn't really do that bad. How do you sleep at night, Judge? How do you sleep at night? This is AJC Radio. Tonight, collateral damage of injustice. We remember LaWanna Banks Clark. Folks, hang on. Tell your friends. Tell them to tune in to this one. It aims to be a humdinger. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now, add a wrongful conviction to that, life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or at the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with, especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions. By remembering a Just Cause with a monthly annual or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a Just Cause today, 1-855-529-4252. We seek justice for the children As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future.
0: Here are 50 white guys. Here are 50 black guys. Here's how many white guys can expect to go to prison in their lifetime. The chances amount to 1 out of 17. Now here's how many black guys can expect the same thing. The chances are 1 out of 3. Why? Lots of reasons. It's complicated. But one thing is clear. There's racial bias at every level of the criminal justice system. When blacks and whites commit the same kind of crimes, blacks are more likely to be arrested. Once arrested, they're more likely to be convicted. Once convicted, they're more likely to serve longer sentences. Look at the numbers in America's so-called war on drugs. About 14% of American drug users are black, as are about a quarter of drug sellers. Yet blacks are 34% of the people arrested for drug crimes. And those convicted of drug crimes? 46% are black. By the time we factor in sentencing, there are actually more black drug offenders than white ones in state prisons and in federal prisons. In the end, the incarceration rate for drug crimes is ten times higher for blacks than it is for whites. These are the facts. Racial disparity in America's war on drugs is one big reason that one out of three black men can expect to go to prison in their lifetime.
6: Good morning, students, and welcome to Career Day.
2: I you're excited to hear about all the great things you can do when you grow up. Hi everyone, I'm Emily. I'm super excited to introduce my dad because he's my hero. When I was little, my dad was away a lot. But I was okay with that because he was doing this really important work driving ambulances in Iraq. Now he's at home, which is great for me because I get to see him every day now. And he's still the biggest hero I know because he tells all the ambulances and the fire engines we to go and rescue people when there's an emergency. I'm so proud of him. He's awesome. He's my dad.
7: If your service-connected disability prevents you from continuing in your civilian career, Voc Rehab offers counseling, training with a living allowance, education, and other services to help prepare you for your next mission.
6: Say goodbye to affordability and say hello to losing control. Discover Price Gougisol, the latest outrageously expensive drug from Big Pharma. It's impossible to afford and reverses the ability to pay other bills. Because drug companies raise prices to pay for commercials like this one, side effects may include overdrawn bank accounts, bad credit scores, higher health care costs, Children who don't get Christmas presents, and in some cases, the need to stop taking your medicine. If you experience any of these side effects, contact your financial advisor right away. Out-of-control drug costs are no joke. Yet nine of the ten biggest pharma companies spend more on advertising than research and development. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit csrxp.org. Odds of becoming an astronaut, 1 in 13,200,000. Odds of being struck by lightning, 1 in 576,000. Odds of dating a supermodel, 1 in 88,000.
2: Odds of following a
6: perfect game, 1 in 11,500. Odds of being trapped in an elevator, 1 in 24,000.
2: 528.
6: Odds of catching a ball at a major league game, 1 in 563. Odds of an injury from shaving, 1 in 6,585. Odds of tripping while texting, 1 in 10. Odds of getting cancer in your lifetime, 1 in 2 men, 1 in 3 women.
3: It's up to us
6: to change
0: the odds for our generation,
3: for the ones we love, for our future.
6: If you don't like the odds, stand up.
2: It's rape, it's assault.
9: It's a crime, it's wrong.
4: If I saw it happening and I was taught you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I'd speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her, I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all
7: of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect, it's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you, because one, is too many.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. Tonight, the collateral damage of injustice. Tonight, we remember LaWanna Banks Clark, an advocate for justice, the fighter against the wrong. Tonight, she is no longer with us, as she was suddenly taken November 14th 2018 from this life and we're going to talk about the contributing factors that played a part in the death of our sister it is clear as we have talked to members on Capitol Hill that these are issues that must be addressed that as a result of conduct unbecoming of officers of the court that continue day after day to lock up innocent people. And sometimes it's too much, the pressure of it all. We are reminded tonight as Luana went into a grand jury room, never been in trouble with the law, never walked into a courtroom in her life facing such insanity. And we were reminded that as Luana left the grand jury that day of being grilled for hours, she complained of a horrific headache. She called her mother and said, my head hurt so bad. I've never had a headache like this. Without question is our belief, our thought, that from that moment, pressure at the back of the brain began to weaken. As we conversed with doctors at the hospital, they asked one question when we arrived at the emergency room. They said, was Luana under stress? Was she troubled or stressed really that would cause something that a brain clot would do such damage? We had to answer the question honestly. That answer was yes. And We are reminded at the time on November, I believe 7th, when she complained, she said the same thing, called her mother and said, my head, my head, pressure, collateral damage of injustice, a life taken too soon. And those that did what they did in that courtroom, did what they did to LaWanna Clark, did what they did to David Banks, to the RP5, someone must answer. And as we begin to talk to lawmakers, we begin to explain to them, when you're talking about prison reform, you have to talk about the collateral damage of injustice. We're gonna be doing a part two of this show. Tonight we dedicate this show to Lawana Banks Clark in her memory. Next Tuesday, we will talk about others that have suffered collateral damage of injustice. Cliff, when you hear that as we've gotten into conversation, um we had some. You had some very strong responses on Capitol Hill. What was your thought of that as we begin to explain the story
10: of Luana Clark? Well, you you see that although Congress made, has made steps to um, you know begin the legislation with the first step to act, the first step act um, that got passed uh, pretty much unanimously in Congress, that there's so much more that has to happen, and as they begin to hear stories of collateral damage uh you know collateral damage all the way up to uh, situations like with Luana clark that i mean these this is a life that was uh gone too early for all intents and purposes and when you look at what the uh criminal justice system what what the the impact of the injustice of that system the impact of how a, a prosecutor can overstep his bounds, how a judge can ignore evidence that would keep a person out of prison, no matter when that evidence is brought. Um, these are the things that we look at and say, hey, if if the if the system is this broken and if a person can be impacted so negatively that they can start to have. um you know, physical health issues because of injustice. Uh, These are the type of things that need to be dealt with, that need to be changed, that need to be um, reformed. And speaking to members on the Hill, you know, you you explain these things to them. And all of the the suggestions that we took, all of the, the issues that we raised, they were received with open arms and saying, you know, yeah, we realize that we have to do more. Um, it goes back a lot of times we say here on AJC radio that these are common sense things that need to be changed that need to be addressed and when you look at how they can impact a person like how they can uh, have such a negative effect that you say could if the system had been more just if the pressures of Having to be in front of a grand jury without ever being uh, having her rights explained to her that you know you could have your attorney uh, somewhere nearby that you can ask them for counsel if a prosecutor is not overstepping his bounds and, and twisting the law into you know taking taking situations that are normal business activity and twisting those and, and misconstruing them as a crime. These are the type of things that we have to look at that say, this must be changed. If it's not, then how many more people are impacted? How many more lives are uh, are lost? How many more families are, are broken? And how many more people are impacted by a system that looks the other way? And the people that run that system that say, hey, you know, so be it. That is the that we cannot take that position of so be it, because at the end of the day, you have lives that are being lost. You have families that are being destroyed. You have um, situations that need to be that need to be fixed. And and the the beginning of it is for the public, for those of us who vote, for those of us who understand that uh nothing changes without some type of revolt. That revolt could be. Uh, your vote in a voting booth saying I refuse to stand with the status quo of the system. I refuse to sit back and watch how it it, uh, impacts people's lives that are innocent and being uh, put in prison for, um, you know, no, no good law enforcement reason. Those are the things that we have to attack. Those are the things that we have to change.
3: And we will
10: be that voice.
3: Um, Federal Judge Christina Guell A USA Matthew Kirsch, former U.S. Attorney John Walsh, your actions, your misconduct in the court against Luana Banks Clark, you wear responsibility for the pressure she felt in that grand jury room. You're culpable in the death of LaWanna Banks-Clark. I'm going to mix words with it. It is what it is. Until somebody calls you out, what family is next?
4: Samson, your thoughts? Yeah, I was just listening to Cliff and he hit on so many great points. And it's like, When judges and prosecutors are allowed, they're permitted to, you know, overstep their bounds or misuse their power. You know, they're setting a precedence right there. And so, like, they're just going to keep pushing and they're going to keep pushing and they're going to keep pushing, you know, with the next family or the next person. And it's a matter of, okay, when are we, as Cliff noted, when are we as a people going to come together and say, no, I'm not going to be counted with anybody that's going to do injustice, when, you're, when your job title is read as the honorable whatever, you need to live up to your job title. I know if I go out to my work, I don't live up to what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fired quick, fast, and in a hurry. If somebody is supposed to serve in a place of justice where justice is supposed to be dispensed fairly, they need to live up to that honorable status. They need to have some type of spine. They need to have some type of, of moral and ethical guidance and actual honor in their in their person, rather than you know being bought out, rather than being some puppet, rather than doing you know what they want
3: to do just because they can.
4: Doing something just because you can is not justice;
3: it's ego. Well, and it, it borderlines to me on, on on evil. This is wicked. You're talking about a life gone. But what's to deal with that. We'll tell you stories Tuesday. Parents, mothers, massive heart attacks a week before a son is released and is told that, oh, we got it wrong. We didn't get it right. But the mother died of a massive heart attack. Said, I can't deal with my son. I know he didn't do this. You have a 19-year-old boy, Michael Anderson's son blow his brains out After hearing the death of his father And suspicious Activity by guards At Florence Prison Camp 19 years old Collateral damage folks But LaWanna Clark Tonight we focus on her Close to home The front door We're going to deal with that tonight if we got a caller.
10: Yes, we have uh, Pastor Banks on the line, has a comment. Uh, you're live.
1: Yes, thank you for taking my call. As I was listening, as the different things have been said about LaWanna, my mind went back to when they uh, brought her into the grand jury. She'd never been in a court setting ever. One thing I want just cause to work toward is that what prevents a person that's brought before the grand jury having the right to an attorney when you don't have any idea what you're going to face in that room. I've never understood that, but I remember after they put her through so much in that grand jury, and then they and then they um, said she lied to the grand jury, which never was true, um, after, I remember her calling me, telling me, Mama, my head hurt me so bad. She said, I laid down in the bed, and I I prayed. I said, God, I've never felt this kind of pain in my head ever. Please take this pain away. She said, Mama, I cannot describe to you the pain that was in my head after leaving that grand jury room. They put so much pressure on her. It was unbelievable. They lied on her. We got a handwriting expert that what they tried to accuse her of, of writing a check that she didn't write. We got the handwriting expert that they have used themselves, the government have used, and she told us. She said there is no way. She said the one, the, the the girl that wrote the checks for the biz for the guy's business was was her sister. And when she took both of them's handprints, she said. Juana did not do that, took it to the court. Uh, The judge wouldn't even consider what she said. When we later contacted the handwriting expert, she said, I am so angry about this. She said, they never contacted me. She said, anytime I've done work uh, for them uh, and things like this, she said, they always contact me. Uh, and most of the time, I, I have to testify in court. Why did they call me on LaWanna Clark? Because they wanted to put her in prison, because they wanted five, five decent men to bow and say they did something wrong. After all of that pressure over a period of time, with the men being uh, found guilty and, and put in prison, and after they sent her to prison for six months, she never got past that stuff. She's talked about it often. And then on top of that, there's a bunch of disgrown members that was in our church. You know what I say, I say to this story? Is that you have every right, if you don't agree with what a pastor is preaching from that pulpit, if you don't agree with how she takes care of business in God's house, you, it by all means, you have every right to leave that and go out that door. It wasn't locked when you came in. It wasn't locked when you, if, uh, if you wanted to go out. So, the lies that they told on my daughter Juana, which put her under a lot of stress. She come to me and said, "Mama, how can they lie like that, knowing it's not true?" These are people that she reached out to and was friends and helped, and our family reached out to them, and, and the church as a whole reached out to to all of our members. And they went out of the church and told lies upon lies all throughout this community, lied on me, lied on my family, lied on, on some of everything, including that no-good son-in-law who was in my family for almost 30 years, and he went out and lied. I just received the document that he wanted sealed for us to never get. Uh, but the person who I will not name sent it to us. The lies were so horrendous until you'd have to read a bit and lay it down for a minute. You couldn't believe it. Gwen worked hard for those guys, doing everything she could uh to help them completely pro bono. He told so many lies on Gwen till it was unbelievable. Gwen said, Sister Rose, I never had my head to hurt me like that. I had to lay the lies down. He lied everywhere. He he took the the guys who were willing to sacrifice their careers and work with him on an idea that he had and give their time working day and night and he goes when it comes to the end, at the end of the day, he throws all those men under the bus. All those men who sacrificed their life. He is the worst kind of traitor on the planet. I cannot believe it. Those things they pressed on to daily. She talked about it over and over again. Mama, how could he do it? She and her sister was married on me and Charles's anniversary. He done this thing so bad, and her sister said, I'm divorcing him. I cannot live with somebody who tells those kind of lies. He's going to go before the judge and say, I might lose my wife and son. Did you really think you had a chance? Did you really think you could lie on the family and lie on me and the church after 30 years? It didn't take you 30 years to find out what we were all about. You were in that church long enough. If we were all those bad things that you say we were, you should have left a long time ago. But we have people today that will tell you, not only in the church today, people in the community tell you no such thing ever happened. He lied. He said, I'm going to get out of prison no matter what I have to do to get out. And then he says that uh, her mother said she didn't believe we was going to prison. I sure didn't. I sure didn't believe you was going to prison. You know why? Because I thought this system that's been set up in this world, I thought that system worked. I never we never been in the issue where you had to go to court being falsely accused of something. I never knew that a judge could make a decision not to let your evidence come in, in there. Nobody I always told my kids, you got evidence if somebody accused you, put your evidence on the table. We didn't find out till later that it's whether the judge wants the jury to hear your evidence these guys had evidence their 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 expert witness would have immediately canceled that case when he stood when he got up on the stand before he could say one word he gave his name and said step down we're not going to let you speak in here you think about this stuff. While he's around here lying on us and our family went through all of, the, all of that pressure and I watched my daughter say, Mama, I can't tell you how tired I am with all this. And then you've got all these uh, disgruntled members lying in the community about Colorado Springs Church is this. And Colorado Springs Church, you know what? The only God can judge them for what they've done. And pe- played a part in the pressure to my daughter along with all the other stuff, that at some point the doctor said to me, he said, he said, Rose, he said, when the pressure, when a person is stressed too much, the vessels in the brain begin to weaken. He said that's what happened to Juana. That's why the first thing they asked her was how much stress was she under? She's 56 years old. Well, what happened? I said, oh, she's been under a lot of stress. And there's a lot of people out there who's going to be held accountable to God for what they did to my daughter. But in spite of it, the greatest part of it all, there's a great into this, is that Juana was a person that loved God. She wouldn't have lied on nobody. And today I know without a doubt that she's in the presence of God. I can't be sad for her. I'm happy she never had to hear the lies from the people in this community. And she told her sister, "I won't celebrate my anniversary ever again. I don't want to celebrate it, Nisi." When I think about we had a wet, double wedding together, and he went out and lied on you on you like that, and lied on the church and broke Niece's heart. She said, "I'll never celebrate it again. Never did." That was put on hold because she couldn't stand the fact that my sister's husband, who she loved and cared about, lied on her like that. It's uncomprehendable. But I tell you what, at the end of the day, Sister Rose and who she is, it proves out in this community. Lies only run so far and so long. Truth, you can't outrun truth no matter how you do it. You can't destroy the person that I am. You can't destroy that. But to leave the church, leave, if you will. Nobody's holding you there. But why leave and tell lies on the pastor and on the church and her family that contributed to my daughter's death? You're going to answer to God for every bit of it. The time is coming. You must answer. Then we got these Jackson boys out here on, after done dog my other, dog her church, her mother. Talked about us like a dog. All of a sudden, social media says what a great person she was. They put online. She was such a nice person. She was good to my family. You're going to answer to God for telling the lies. But then, after she's dead, all of a sudden, she was so good. This was a good person. I loved her. This is hard for me to do. You know what? You got to answer for the lies, though. I had to come on this show and say what I really feel because the things that has been done to my family, to this church, and every negative thing they tried to reflect negative on our members, but you know what? We're still standing. And when it's all said and done, we're still going to be standing. Thank you so much for taking my call.
3: And thank you for that, Pastor Banks. What do you say? It's the truth. And there's a line of folks that will, not only, again, the people that was named there, Pastor Banks, but Judge Christine Aguayo, a USA Matthew curse, John Walsh, acting U.S. attorney at that time, I couldn't sleep tonight if I were you. This is AJC Radio, collateral damage of injustice. We remember a legend, a hero, a warrior, Luana Banks Clark. We'll be right back.
11: anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855 529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall.
8: I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company.
6: I can run a successful business.
8: I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience.
0: I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children.
4: I
6: can
10: boost
4: your bottom
0: line.
10: I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee.
6: But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talent and
4: ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to
3: everyone.
0: If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works.
3: What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked.
6: It's what people can do. It's what
3: people can do
4: that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit
7: everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org.
4: I wanted to be
8: in the military since I was a a kid. I served in the United States Air Force.
0: I served a total of 16 years.
8: I was deployed uh, 13 times. On my second deployment, four bombs hit my vehicle. At 19 years old, that's the first time I ever saw somebody die.
0: Coming back, I was raging.
8: I started having pretty horrible nightmares. I would wake up in the middle of the night, sweats. I started drinking a lot. I felt worthless.
0: I guess I never recognized it in myself.
8: Eventually, one day, I just walked into the VA hospital and said I'd like to see somebody.
12: Don't suffer alone. You got to find that link with somebody. that will make you let it go.
8: It all starts with going to the VA.
3: There's a whole community of veterans that just want to help you out. It's for the guys who couldn't
7: come back, so you owe it to them to live well, because they're not here with their families. How often does our justice system get it wrong, convicting innocent people of crimes they did not commit? 873 defendants exonerated, nearly half were wrongly convicted of murder, and of that group, 101 were sentenced to death. On average, it took more than 11 years for a conviction to be set aside. Why does the justice system get it wrong? In homicides, the biggest problem is perjury and false accusation, most often by supposed eyewitnesses. False convictions in adult rape cases are primarily based on mistakes by eyewitnesses, while false convictions in child sex abuse cases are often for fabricated crimes that never occurred. 2,000 exonerations may seem small in a nation with more than 2.3 million people behind bars, but there are far more false convictions than the report contains. Most false convictions are never formally challenged, and those convictions that are successfully overturned receive little or no attention from the media, according to the report's authors.
12: Over a million people costs less, and can turn lives around, it's time for fear justice. It's time for smart justice. And we need your help.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. Tonight, collateral damage of injustice. We remember our sister, LaWanna Banks Clark, who passed away on November 14, 2018. Two months ago, almost to the date, two days ago, uh, we lost her. As we deal with collateral damage, tonight we talk about the life and death consequences Of injustice. Luana being one of those who, in our true belief, the pressure, the stress, I would presume some sleepless nights along the way, without question, tears that fell in the night. Luana Banks Clark gone too soon. And the words of Pastor Banks um, stay with us. Um, Samson, when we talk about life and death, in this case with Luana, it changes the conversation completely about what prison reform really needs to be about I said to one of the legislators this past week when we start filling body bags and coffins as a result of a system that has failed us that the stress the pain is so great that lives now begin to be lost stress is so high heart attacks are happening people are in pain we are forced to take a look when life is taken a justice system is not built that we might stress to the level that I may die a family member may die because of it? your thoughts on that sense?
4: Well, Mon, as you said, I mean, this, this case in particular, um, I mean, it hits really close to home, but I can only imagine, you know, I mean, I know, I know how I feel regarding this situation and I mean, I'm not directly blood related to Juana and I mean, it hurts. It hurts every day because of the presence that she brought, you know, with her wherever she went, you know, the, the spirit The love, the the truth, I just everything she brought with her, like that's that's something that is rare to come across in one's lifetime. But to now imagine all these other families that are out there that have been um, affected by this, I mean, you've mentioned everything from children committing suicide, mothers having heart attacks, and I think that the only way that um, our justice system is going to truly be fixed is that you know trips like uh, you know you all had the opportunity to take up to the hill to present them we're not we're not just giving you opinions about what we think needs to be changed here's some statistics your justice system is flawed it's broken it's not working and not only are you taking the lives of these people that are being wrongly wrongfully convicted but now you're also affecting people that are in their immediate family their immediate vicinity so you're having secondary and even tertiary deaths that are associated um, with with a, a single wrongful conviction. I mean, I, I mean, you could hear it in Pastor Banks' voice tonight, where I mean, how uh, impassioned she was talking about the injustice they put her uh, daughter through, not reading her proper rights, not um, not giving her uh, an attorney, putting her through hours uh, in front of a grand jury, hundreds of questions, and. The damage on that just snowballed from there. I mean, we're talking about a a woman that was, I mean, in her prime and life being cut short because of the amount of pressure and the stress that was involved, um, all because people want to exercise their authority in the wrong ways. They want to misuse their power and, and ultimately, like I said, lead to her death.
3: No, without question. Right now, we're going to hear a clip. Uh, As callers are getting in queue We're going to take those calls here shortly Uh, Luana Clark Going to and arriving In prison Here's her words
1: Mm. I was at home um, That evening Uh, It was before It was was it after Christmas, yeah, I think it was after christmas and um and when i open I saw the letter that said um, I saw the letter that had the bureau bureau of prisons on it, and uh God didn't think I still was feeling it, and I just looked at it and held it in my hand and I opened it and it said to report March first. I didn't even want to tell my mother or I wanted to act like it didn't really happen. I was hoping never to see it. And when I did, uh, I had to tell my mom, I think I told her the next morning that Mom I got the letter to report and And she just said, well, we're going to fight. You're not going to prison. But we're going to do what we have to do. And we did do what we had to do. But after all that, it still uh, came to naught because these people were determined to put me in prison. I remember when I first got there, uh, sitting in this room, waiting for the chaplain to come in, after my brother and sister had dropped me off and and I sat there and I looked up to God and i said, "I gotta be strong, you gotta help me to be strong because I have to stand up the w- the way my mother taught me all my life and this was a it was a very d- difficult time. I, and, and I, I really feel like I only got through it because God was with me Right. to be out of church, to be away from friends and family, to be I couldn't call them the first night. That that bothered me really bad. It was, but I did, I saw so much wrong it being in, in that prison camp with these ladies and so many of them that shouldn't have been there. And I got to know so many so many ladies. I was I was very loved and respected while I was there, but I, I just you see so much of the injustice you see the the unfairness you see the 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 abuse and the and the pressure that's put on these ladies i mean it's just it's cruel things that you'd be thinking, why would you do such a thing? Why would you get people up in the middle of the night and tell them to get outside in the yard and' cause we gotta look for look through this and look and there was nothing they were looking for. It it was all about we just want once you get here we want to oppress you and and and, and abuse you and mistreat you and try to take away any kind of dignity that you had that you have at all.
3: Well there you have it. Voice of Lawana Banks Clark. The emotion this was after she's out she's reliving the horror of what she went through as you could see and hear there unable to speak at a point because of the tears and the pain of what she suffered Dennis your thoughts collateral damage
5: i mean uh like you just said you could hear it in her voice as she recalled uh, her experience uh, of a wrongful conviction you could tell that there was pain uh, as she spoke and and remembered uh, what what she went through and, and and how wrong it was i tell you uh people have to understand that and, and our lawmakers have to understand that uh, when someone's wrongfully wrongfully convicted uh, the whole family is I mean everybody's wrongfully convicted everybody's in, in some type of prison and, and and you could hear the effects that she just couldn't understand like wow you know I did it right uh, we really thought you know I, I, knew I didn't do nothing wrong so we really thought yeah hey Oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. But if, when a system is corrupt, and again, we speak of uh, judges and uh, prosecutors who are not held accountable, and that's why laws have to be put in place, that you put someone in prison wrongfully, uh, you could go to prison yourself. Right. And until then, we're going to continue to deal with it. But I tell you, Loana truly, in that clip right there, showed you that that pain had never
3: left. That never left, never left. We have a caller, Cliff.
10: Yes, we have. Um, our host, Lisa, is uh, on the line, has a comment about the show tonight. Lisa, go ahead, you're live.
11: Hey, guys. Uh, I'm listening to the show, and I wanted to just make take a minute to say uh, my mother called in a little while ago, and she talked about the headache that LaWanna had when she came out of the grand jury. And how bad it was, and I do recall that doctor when she when she was in the hospital telling us that that about that exact pain that's the same kind of pain that she had uh back when she came out of that grand jury, it's the same kind of pain that he said was like the worst headache you could ever imagine having, and uh that's the same thing he described to us, so you know that i mean it makes you know that that was. That was the beginning of, of what happened to her, uh, a result of what they did to her. How do you lock someone in? I mean, not, no, she wasn't locked in, but how do you put somebody in a room and grill them like that for that many hours? Just, I mean, just repeating the same question. Because I've gone through the questions. I've, she, cause she talked about the questions that they asked her and all the different things that they said and how they would ask her a question and they'd re-ask the same question five or six or seven different ways over and over again, and just keeping her there all day long until the pain was just out of control, and they shouldn't be allowed to do that to people. They really shouldn't, because that's the kind of thing that causes this. That's the kind of thing that leads to this road that she, that she went down and the, the what happened to her as a result of it. I, I blame them because I believe that is the reason. That's a large part of the reason that this was going on. With everything else that was going on and all the things that were happening with the people that she loved and cared about that it turned on her and all the different things that were going on, all of this compounded together to to make her to make her to put her in the position that she was in when she went into that hospital. And I just I, mean, I blame I blame them along with many many others for what happened to her because it did. I don't think it's something that had to happen.
3: Oh, absolutely right, Lisa. Um, and thank you for the point there. Um, she couldn't come back. There comes a point. It can't come back, and we will continue to fight for justice. The motivating factor—it is a painful one—but I guarantee you, through AJC, a just cause, her death will not be in vain. Will not. Because we will fight tirelessly every single day to bring to the attention of this country, the people of this country, another senseless loss at the hands of injustice. We remember LaWanna Banks-Clark on the other side of the break. This is Ideal Radio. We'll be right back.
1: I've been getting mixed messages about women and violence. I need a little clarification. Uncle Bill, how am I supposed to grow up to respect women when I have such lousy role models?
7: Boys are never going to approach you.
0: Can you help me reshape my attitudes towards women?
7: You need to teach them that violence against women is wrong.
8: The United States houses more human beings in prisons than any other country in the world. This is true whether you're counting total numbers or in relation to population size. This wasn't always the case. The number of prisoners in the U.S. began to rise dramatically in the 1970s. So what changed in America compared to other countries? While there are several competing theories, a look at the data reveals that a significant part of the prison growth in the last 40 years has been driven by the war on drugs. Here's the data. By 1980, there were over 315,000 prisoners in state and federal facilities. 57% were violent offenders. 30% were property violators, such as thieves or those convicted of fraud. 5.5% of inmates were in for public order and other miscellaneous offenses. And the remaining 7.5% were nonviolent drug law violators. 10 years later, the drug war had grown, And the total American prison population had more than doubled to over 740,000 inmates. The proportion of offenders in each type of crime had also changed dramatically. The most growth occurred in the nonviolent drug offender population, which grew to a significant 24%. And this last statistic actually understates the influence of the drug war on prison populations. Many studies have shown that drug prohibition causes violent crime by leading to the formation of gangs and cartels and thus it is safe to say that the number of violent criminals under prohibition is higher than it would otherwise be. From 1990 to 2000 the drug-driven population growth continued. By 2000 the total prison population had almost doubled again to over 1.3 million inmates and by 2010 the prison population was up to 1.6 million people growth has started to settle and even decline in recent years, but the proportions of offenses are retaining their post-1990 levels. America's unique methods of enforcing drug prohibition seem to parallel its unique prison population. And one has to ask, is our country really better off with so many nonviolent drug offenders behind bars? Are drug users likely to be cured from addiction by being locked up? has locking up dealers and users lessened the demand for drugs. Certainly, the effects on overall usage could not be called a success. And yet we spend billions every year on this war and lock up hundreds of thousands. Surely, there must be a less costly approach to addressing drug use in America.
12: And rehabilitation costs less and can turn lives around. It's time for fear justice. It's time for smart justice. And we need your help.
5: change the face of justice.
6: Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is
1: extremely low to non existent
6: The incidence of youth
13: and minority offenders
6: faced with trials have
0: exploded. <laughs> youth and minorities are not being represented
8: as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials.
6: If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote and it
0: allows you to become eligible for jury service.
3: Ladies and gentlemen to AJC Radio Tonight Remembering Lawana Banks Clark Who I call a hero And a warrior Fighting injustice And as we have talked tonight In regards to all that she Had gone through Tonight we are grateful that her battle Against injustice is over For that, we're grateful. As Pastor Banks uh, said earlier, knowing full well um, that she rests in the presence of God tonight, well, there's no injustice there. For that, we look up and we say thank you. But for those that brought... This tragedy contributed to this tragedy, as Lisa talked about her sister moments ago. You must be held accountable. You must be, and you can go, Judge Arguello, to your bench and preside over case after case. But in your closet, you contributed to the death my sister, our sister, a mother's daughter, as I said earlier, you're culpable in the loss of LaWanna Banks-Clark. It is what it is. Matthew Kirsch, John Walsh, anyone that could have rendered justice here and failed to do so, you are guilty for the death of LaWanna Banks-Clark no other way to slice it Samson there's no other way to put it there's no other way to explain it it's reality your thoughts
4: oh no you're absolutely right I mean people can say what they want to say about it they can try and justify it any way they want to that they're just doing their job they're just doing whatever but facts are facts constantly getting grilled like I said before for hours on end the pressure that was put under or put on her and on this family i mean there's no there's no doubt in my mind they were all all as you said before they're all culpable to this act they're all murderers maybe not directly but with their actions they helped kill her and thankfully one day we know they're going to have
3: to pay an account for what they did to our yes, sister. Absolutely right. Let's hear from Luana. She, is, she wanted to say thank you to a very special person. Let's hear what she had to say.
1: Uh, Judith, I don't have the words. I don't have the words to say how much I appreciate your concern and your your... Your passion for me and for this case and for being willing to be put out and to be a part of, of helping to, to right a wrong. I don't have the words. I've never met you, and you, but you seem like such a a wonderful person of character, of integrity, of, of just a beautiful, beautiful woman, I, from in, I'm sure from inside and out. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I will never have the words to say how much I appreciate all that you have said and done and how you you, you worked so diligent diligently and did and, and went through all those handwriting things and, and, and doing that. That that's a lot. And and I think your 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 professionalism and everything about you is just beautiful. It's something to be admired.
3: Well, there you have it. We talk about class. Luana was a unique person. But no one loved anymore. I mean, when you hear her say thank you, it's not a rehearsal. It's not a prepared speech. And that's who Luana was. She's thanking the woman that fought for justice for her, even when they didn't give it to her. She felt a need to say thank you, Lord. Finish your thoughts on that.
5: You can hear it. She's just—I mean, she's so real. And uh, like you said, even though things didn't go the way you know as planned, uh, she just. I mean, she she made sure she let her know that, hey, thank you for fighting as hard as you fought to try to 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 try to make sure that, you know, I came on the the right hand side of justice. Again, that's like you said, that's just who she is. I mean, I'm telling you that that's just who she is. She was straight up for real. uh, Wouldn't hurt, hurt anyone. And then I'm sure, I'm sure because of the loss, I'm sure she wanted to make sure that she understood that, hey, yeah, it didn't go right. But still, you gave it all you had. And I want to make sure that I let you know, thank you, and that I appreciate it. That's awesome. do we have another caller?
10: Yes, we have uh, Kendra on the line who has a comment. Kendra, you're live.
1: Okay, thanks
11: for taking my call. After hearing Pastor Banks and Lisa's comment, I
1: cannot help but to feel anger towards this so-called justice system. I don't know how in the world officers of the court
14: can be allowed to, to do this kind of behavior, put people under this kind of pressure, and get away with it. They need to be put Underneath the jail
1: This is horrible How many more Lawanas have to die And suffer before this changes Thank you for taking my call
3: And thank you
10: for your comment Kendra Cliff, another caller Yes, we have uh, Tanique who has a comment
13: Um, Hello, Uh, can you hear me? Yes Um, You talked about uh, Lawana being a warrior of justice and I looked up this poem, and I wanted to read it because, to me, it speaks to who Juana was. Um, it says, you chose to be a warrior when you refused to st- uh, stay seated. You chose to be a warrior when you refused to back down. You chose to be a warrior when you stood up and fought. You chose to be a warrior because if not you, who? And I was thinking about, every, since you've been talking about her tonight, about how we need more people um, like Luana. Um, people who are not afraid to stand up and talk about the corrupt justice system. Um, I remember the times when she would call into the program, and um, I think it was uh, Dennis who just mentioned how real she was. Um, I remember times when I would hear her, and what she was saying always came from her heart. She was so passionate about um, are about uh, exposing, you know, the corrupted judges, the corrupted attorneys, the prison abuse. I remember one time you guys had a uh, parent on, and Juana called, and she was crying, and she was telling that parent, "I'm so sorry that this was done for your child," um, and um, it just makes me, like uh, Kendra had just said the caller before, so upset that uh, because we have so much corruption in our society, we lost such a person who. It was such a value, who cared so much for people and wanted to fight um, for, uh, against injustice and wanted to be a warrior. And because of all the corruption, we lost somebody who uh, could be used.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for your comment. Speaking of that, Luana talked about the, how women are treated in prison. <clears throat> we lost a jewel, folks. You lost a jewel. I see what she had to say.
1: Um, I, I he- I've heard a lot about uh, women's prisons and, and and different things that happen and and what women go through. I think it's so so horrible. Uh, I was in a prison camp for about for six months, so I I, I know a lot of things that I hear you talking about. I didn't experience but yet there still was a lot of things that that I thought was were very very wrong and unfair and and they were mistreated so so much so much just just being mistreated just because they were there uh, and there was a lot of women I, I spoke with that were uh, shouldn't have, should never have been there either it looked it, and it seems that for the most part most of the people that are there really shouldn't be there that's that's what you constantly ran up against uh but even if even if they were supposed to be there there's a way that we treat human beings i don't regardless to to the fact that their freedom is taken away is enough but uh to me the they the the guards always treated the women as if uh because you're in prison you should be strong as a man is and Mm. i thought that was so stupid because i would see uh they would have these huge uh huge heavy milk uh containers and I mean, they, I don't know what they weighed, but they had to be, heavy. the men would struggle with them. And so mm-hmm. we were in the in the cafeteria one day, and this girl was trying to pick up, uh, and the guard's there, and they like, pick this up. And she said, and she's trying to pick it up, she can't pick it up. And she and she wasn't a very, even if she had been large, it would have been difficult, but she, this was this small little woman, and he's telling her, pick this up. And I'm thinking, all right, you're standing right there, you're doing nothing, why can't you pick it up? And I didn't say anything, but this is what I'm thinking all the time. I'm thinking, why don't you just pick it up? Though so he he gets this attitude with her and g- kind of shrugs her and gets her out the way and, and just grabs it and picks it up. I thought, well, you should have picked it up in the first place. I mean, yeah. and, and then they would work those women, because I was in Arizona. It was very, very, oh. very hot. There are no words
6: oh to God. describe the heat.
1: <laughs> and then yeah. they, they would literally go up, they would have them women out in that heat all day. Some of them that had those particular jobs were out in that heat all day, uh, up on these roofs and doing all this hard labor and the pennies they were paying them was just atrocious, I'm thinking. But with women, I mean, regardless to the fact that women are equal uh, in, in this country is supposed to be, um, I mean, we are we are not as strong as men are, the strongest of women for the most part are not as strong as a man is and so but they want to treat them like well, you, you're not considered a female
3: there you have it Luana banks clark what adjective do you use to describe such a wonderful person i don't believe we have enough words in our dictionary, in our vocabulary to say what LaWanna Banks-Clark was. Champion, as I called her earlier, warrior, hero, compassionate, the people's person. Making a difference behind the wall. This is AJC Radio. We continue... The lateral damage of injustice, we remember our sister, our friend, our champion, the WannaBegs Clark. We'll be right back. Do you have a big brother? Well, I have a big brother, and I'm pretty sure that you and I experienced some of the same things with a big brother. Big brothers will always be big brothers, right? I'm sure you'll agree. Well, my brother gets up in the morning. He takes a shower, heads to work, and at some point during the day, he's going to exercise and get that workout, as we all do. And of course, depending on what's going on, he's going to sit down for two or three meals during the course of his day. And also, depending on what else is going on, he'll probably get caught up on current events, And maybe take a few moments to turn a page in a book. How about your big brother? Some of the same stuff, right? Oh, did I mention that my big brother does all of that stuff? But he actually has to have permission a lot of times before he can do it. You see, my big brother was wrongfully convicted of a crime that he did not commit. That's right. That may sound shocking, huh? He's in prison. Wrongful convictions impacts families in ways you cannot begin to imagine. But I've decided that I'm going to do something about it. And I extend an invitation to you to come on board and join me in this fight. You see, I'm helping to be a voice for my big brother and others who have been wrongfully convicted. We'd like you to take a few moments today and call a Just Cause, where we fight for justice. You can call us toll free at 1-855-529-4252. That's 1-855-529-4252. Join with us as we fight for justice and for all big brothers across the land.
9: When does it stop being partly cloudy and start being partly sunny? Why is the word abbreviation so long? Are English muffins just muffins in England? Why is it called a washing line and not a drying line? Do fish get thirsty? If ghosts can walk through doors, why don't they fall through floors? Do you yawn when you sleep? If prunes are dried plums, how do they make prune juice? Why do doctors leave the room when you change? They're going to see you naked anyway. Do board chefs wear hairnets? How much deeper would the ocean be if all the sponges were taken out? Do you believe someone who says they're a chronic liar? Why is sandwich bread square and sandwich meat round? life's full of hard questions. Ask one more. You might just save a life.
0: In an establishment of uh, religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech
8: or of the press or the right of
3: the people peaceably
0: to assemble and to petition
3: the government
0: for a redress of grievances.
1: months? You uh, you know there'll be some, but it's, it's so much changed just in six months. I All, all I could uh, d- try to identify with was people that were there for years and years and years. How do you come back and readjust to society and to, to the world and to life? Because everything, I mean, things change in a month. Things change in weeks. Mm-hmm. How do you readjust? I remember walking into my home and I'm, I'm trying to figure where where is this? I was in I was in a confused state because I'm trying to figure. I know where I put everything, but I had lost track of where my my even in my own home I didn't know exactly where and what. And then even when I was driving, I always had a problem sometimes driving anyway getting lost. But this was I was in a
0: confused
1: places where I had been all the time, and just in that period I could not remember. Where some place was or where this this particular uh address was or right. something it was it it was very uh, it's very difficult it's very trying to the it's amazing how much
7: you lose
1: so i only thing i could think was how in the world do people come out after a long time and and then tr- and, and try to regroup and your emotions and your feelings and and you everything has to be re, re, reassessed and re uh, reconnected with. and it's just it was it was very difficult.
3: No, there you have it. Lawana banks Clark. Our sister, who, Cliff, you remember the trip we took to Washington, D.C. Wanted to let her voice be heard to members of Congress on that trip. Her voice made an impact. It made a difference. And, Cliff, you remember that trip? Tiring. Tiring. Walking. If you've ever been to Washington, D.C. for a trip to talk to members on Capitol Hill, make no mistake about it. It's no small thing. And it was our delight to have her with us, Cliff, uh, on that trip. Uh, You were in those meetings and her voice was truly heard. Can you recall that?
10: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, to have the members of Congress hearing her story. And the thing that stands out to you when you have a person that's been uh, wrongfully convicted and you go to Congress, the thing that I think never gets uh, old is the fact that how shocking, how shocked they are when when they hear the personal stories of individuals and how many times they tell us, you know that that they appreciate uh, Just Calls bringing those stories to light because a lot of times, you know, they deal with lobbyists, uh, they deal with people who are really trying to push an agenda, and not, um, you know, people who are on, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, humanitarian on a humanitarian effort. And so when to was there telling them her story. And, you know, some of them would come to tears and apologize uh, about the fact that they weren't aware that these type of things uh, were happening in the prison systems, in the justice system, in the uh, the legal system. And, you know, so that that is a part of the legacy that LaWanna leaves that, um, you know, you have to try to find something positive in everything that happens. So even though she she was wrongfully convicted, she spent six months in federal prison for a crime that she never committed, uh, with evidence on the table that exonerated her and having a judge that wouldn't accept that evidence and Judge Christine Arguello, um, you look at the fact that she was able to take that to Congress and say, Hey, if it could happen to me, it could happen to someone else. If it if it could happen to a person with no criminal record that uh had a life of um, social service, a life of helping people, and the system doesn't care. You know, for for those that uh, that abuse the system, like Judge Arguello and Assistant U.S. Attorney Matthew Kir- Kirsch, they don't care about what a person brings to society, to their community. And you watch as they uh, they pretty much railroad people uh, like Lawanna Clark, like the executive executives from IRP Solutions, but to be able to see her there on Capitol Hill and talking to members of Congress, explaining to them what needs to be changed, what type of reform needs to take place to ensure that someone else isn't put in that same situation, and that when evidence is on the table that shows that a person is innocent, that that evidence should never be ignored by a judge and never... Uh, an, an innocent person should never spend one day in prison, uh, let alone what we're seeing in today's society.
3: Oh, for sure, Cliff. Well spoken there. Uh, it, it's true. Uh, these are things that we have to take a look at. I know we got quite a few callers in queue, Cliff. Who's the next caller? Uh,
10: we have June, who has a comment. June, you are live.
15: Hello, uh, this is June. Um, Juana was a voice for so many behind the wall. I remember many of her passionate comments on the radio show, she would get so upset when she would hear of the injustice and the corruption in in the system, and she touched so many lives. Even when she was wrongfully uh, convicted, she was there for those women, and she touched their lives. Her death is a tremendous loss to all who appreciated her and those that, that really knew her. And she uh, will really be missed. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Joan, for those comments. Cliff, the next caller. Uh,
10: We have Nina who has a comment. Nina, you're live.
0: Thank you for taking my call. Um, First of all, I just want to thank Just Cause for what you do. You know, you stand up for people. You have a voice for those who don't have one behind the walls. Um, just listening to the show, and Juana um, was a true warrior. I, she fought for right all the time. She had compassion for people. She loved people. She reached out to everybody. Uh, she truly is missed. I want to thank you guys for doing this show for her tonight. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much, Nina, for that. Cliff, the next caller.
10: Uh, we have Liz. Who would like to make a comment? Uh, Liz, go ahead. You're live.
11: Um, thank you so much for taking my call.
10: Um,
0: as I was sitting here and listening to all the the words that kind of describe Juana, um, she was a warrior, a soldier, but she was also a friend, a
11: teacher, a counselor. She is a tremendous loss. It's a tremendous loss. I lost a friend. I lost someone very close to me who who who. Shows nothing but love And um, I just want to say that She will
0: truly, truly be missed Thank you
3: Thank you so much for that And to the rest of the callers, we'll be coming right to you Right now, Pastor Banks alluded to One of the worst betrayals That Luana went through With uh, her brother-in-law Former brother-in-law, Gary Walker um, 30 years Of uh, just inexcusable for that type of blatant falsehood. Uh that Pastor uh, Banks alluded to. Let's hear exactly just a piece, a little bit, of how that affected my
1: sister Loana. Let's hear the clip. Yes, uh, I was calling Gary Walker my brother in law, uh, for many years. Um I, I try to grasp and understand how a person who has been of your life for so many years uh, turned into such an uncomprehendable liar and a traitor. I still am in awe at the, at what he has done, of what he's, the things that he's saying and has said. And, and it's, so bizarre and so far fetched and so out there. It's it's like, what is wrong with you? How did you get to this point that you that you could lie like this about this whole situation and about your mother in law and your pastor and how? I don't get it. A, a guy that came to the church many many years ago and continued to come. I mean, before we even know really who he was, just continued to come and continued to come. He continued to come because he, there was something there he loved and he liked. He wasn't forced. He wasn't made to stay. He wasn't set up. None of this crap is true. He came because he witnessed the spirit of God as many people that come to the church. And 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 ha- had no problem with the leadership, evidently. So Pastor Rose has been preaching the truth and preaching the word of God as long as I can possibly remember. I'm fifty to fifty 56 years old now, and you're you you just you're trying to get this. You can't get it. And to to me to throw away your marriage, your son, a wife that you would never ever find another one like her. Never. That I would literally destroy my own life for jealousy and hatred. It is uncomprehendable. I I just can't get it. I don't understand it. Our family has always been very close. We've always got along. Our, our, our mother and our pastor and our, and our friends, she tells us the truth. She has always told us the truth about everything. And she's told Gary the truth. She told everybody the truth. And I think it's all about, I hate the truth. I have to hate it to to go to this part that I hate you so bad. For no reason. There's no reason. She was good. She treated him like a son. Like she treats everybody. Pastor Rose don't know no stranger. She has, she is nothing but love. And all these people out there with Gary lying and saying things that aren't are true, these people that used to be apart because they decided I don't want to live as the word says live. I don't want to be right. I don't want to do it right. So I'm going to just go out and lie and lie and lie. It is phenomenal to me, but what really gets me is that you were here a part of us, a part of the family, first family of this church, and you were, for 20-something years, you were happy. Don't tell me you weren't happy. Gary was happy. He had a good life, a great life, a great marriage, a good wife, a, a, a devoted son that loved him. You throw all this away for. It's it's phenomenal to me. I'm still, that's, and I had to say something because being a part of this and seeing it for yourself is very difficult to put your, put your, wrap your mind around. Very difficult. It's like, this can't possibly be happening because there was no reason, period, anywhere. For for Gary to take the road he took and and to sell out his his fellow uh, brothers and friends and when they worked so hard together they they were a dynamic power I mean they were phenomenal I would watch them I watched them in that courtroom they were over the top and then for you to say that they were wrong and you weren't wrong they weren't wrong he wasn't wrong they did the right thing. They stood up for what was right. They said they were innocent because they were innocent, and to this day they're still innocent. He and then for you to take a way out to be a, to become a coward and say no, these guys uh, did they, they did this and they and we did that we shouldn't. And that's a, that is a, that is totally untrue. But what the best thing I can and that I can look forward to is that the truth always wins out it always comes to the forefront it always you can not do anything against the truth only for the truth and it's going to come out it always does a lie can never stand gary's lies will never stand of uh, none of it and these guys that i'm i know soon will be home to defend themselves even more and fight this fight is going to be uncomprehensible and they should, they should continue. You don't give up, my mother always told us, you don't, if you're right, you you don't give in. You hold your ground, you stand it, come come hell or high water, you never let go. And it's the God sent truth. That's what any mother or pastor or anybody should say to people. Tell the truth because it's always going to win out. And I just think it's a tragedy that Gary allowed himself to go to, to destroy his own life his own life and continue to lie. And you're you're not involved. You don't know who God is to do such a thing. This is incomprehensible. If you believe you're going to prosper over this, no, you're not. You're not going to prosper. You can't. It's impossible. It's against who God is and against the word of God. But thank you for this time. Thank you for letting me vent and get some of this off of my chest. I had to speak up for what, for what I know is right, what I know is true. And I'm not just saying it because of, uh, this is her mother. This is, no, I'm saying it because it's true. If my mother was no good, I'd say she was no good. If if people are doing right, if them men were crooked, they deserve to go to jail. If they did something underhanded or wrong, they didn't do anything. And it's going to be proven across this whole country. It will be proven. But thank you so much for your time.
3: Well, there you have it. No mixing of words, no trying to be politically correct. How proud I am tonight to be Luana's brother, to hear her speak, and listen very carefully to what she said. It will be proven. She didn't back down. She called it what it was. Your thoughts, Dennis?
5: We heard a lot of comments uh, from a lot of different people and, and they use a lot of different words to describe who Juana was. But, I mean, when you hear her talk, if you can't figure out who she was, you got some major problems. Uh, she's about right She's about being real. She's about, uh, I mean, justice. When, when we talk justice, and that's what this show is truly about, she's on the side of justice. She's on the side of making sure that people understand that there's a way to treat people, whether they're in prison, whether they're in prison because they should have been in prison. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's a way to treat people. And if you don't treat people right, uh, believe it or not, you know, there are consequences. There are consequences. And I tell you, you know, no one, I haven't heard one person say tonight anything uh, other than positive uh, things about LaWanna because there is no, uh, there's nothing that is not positive about her. She's just straightforward, straight, true, honest, real, and, and you can hear the power in her voice when she speaks the compassion about how people need to be treated. And uh, how she, when she talked about how she was treated, she still made sure people understand that hey, there is a way to treat people, and there's a way there is a way uh, uh, to do things. And and when, when when you do it wrong, she has no problem letting you know. Simpson. Well, there there are a few
4: people I've met in my lifetime
5: that are probably more
4: compassionate or loving than Lu- Luana. But the fact of the matter is is. If you're right, you're right, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. And she had no qualms. She wouldn't mince words. She wouldn't do anything like that. She would step right into it because that's what she's been taught, and that's what she believes. Get in there. You you plant your feet. You dig your roots in, and you fight for what's right. You fight for those that can't fight. You fight until you get the victory. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but the fact of the matter is, like she said and like I think we all still you know, know in our in our heart of hearts, those men are coming out, we're gonna keep fighting injustice on this show, and we're gonna be victorious. Like she said, they're gonna know it all across this nation.
3: It's not just gonna stop here. Well, you know, and around the world. This is going global. Absolutely. Um I remember being told that when Juana was being released,
2: there were tears
3: by inmates. That were saying goodbye. Here's. Because the impact was of that level in the lives of those women. I say to everybody that I'm very impressed with on this show, whether it's a member of Congress, someone that's out here fighting and doing what they're doing, to take a bow. If I could picture my sister tonight, I would tell her to take a bow a class act that deserves an encore. The encore just isn't here yet. This is A.J.C. Radio remembering of Banks-Clark. To our callers, we'll be right back.
16: tell a lot about someone by what they spend their money on, their priorities, their concerns and their motives. Big Pharma says their top priority is research and development. They say the prescription drug costs are so high because they spend so much on research. But the simple truth is 9 out of the 10 biggest pharma companies spend 50% more on advertising than they do on research and development. It's true. Tens of billions more. The more they spend, the clearer it becomes. Big Pharma's priorities are more ads, more sales, and higher costs to you. It's time for Big Pharma to get their priorities straight. Americans deserve open and honest prescription drug pricing. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit csrxp.org.
3: I can solve difficult problems for a
8: Fortune 500 company.
6: I can run a successful business.
3: I can manage your home
2: improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience.
0: I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line.
2: I can add value to your workplace. I could be a
4: loyal
10: and productive employee.
6: But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability.
4: If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone.
0: If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works.
3: What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it works.
6: It's what people can
3: do. It's
8: what people can do that matters.
4: Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more
7: at whatcanyoudocampaign.org.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight. As we have taken a journey, and in hopes we've taken you there, many times of war or battle, there's one that is recognized as a gladiator, and those are the ones that lead the march. My mind goes back to something Luana said. She said, My mother taught me to stand for what's right and to fight. Pastor Banks has laid a true foundation. And through the life of Lawana Banks Clark, that foundation is clear. That is to do one thing, stand for the truth, fight for those that cannot fight for themselves, and never, ever stop. That was my sister. Again, I sit here tonight proud to be called her brother. do we miss her without question but I would echo the words of Pastor Banks when she said no more pain for her little girl no more disappointment no more wondering when will justice be here when will it be found but we continue her legacy to fight for justice so if we
10: got another caller. Yes, we have uh, Gwen, who has a comment. Uh, you're live.
15: Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I am the attorney for uh, Banks, Barnes, and, um, and Zerpolo, and Harper, and I and Stuart. And I just wanted to comment and, on LaWanna. I do um, give tribute to LaWanna tonight. She was definitely a warrior. Um, for the cause And when she went to prison She went to prison um, wrongfully convicted um, Totally innocent I've known her majority of her life And I could not believe That Judge Aguello did the same thing To her as he did to the guys um, He She did not allow The um, evidence That would have exonerated the men um, I also wanted to um, Advise that I know That Gary Walker Had uh, cited nothing but lies upon lies, approximately several pages of lies, stating that uh, Pastor Banks had hired me as an attorney, which she never hired me. Uh, Mr. Walker himself uh, retained me as his counsel and requested it, and then he had to say that had the nerve to say that I was paid, um, which I wasn't paid one cent. I represented them because they were my friends and I knew that they were innocent. I'm just appalled at um, all of the lies that I couldn't believe, comprehend that one person would state, um, you know, and then he had the nerve to also say that the guys that are still remaining incarcerated, that were, that are wrongfully convicted, that are still innocent, that Judge Coelho, um allowed them to be incarcerated for no reason. But he, Mr. Walker stated that uh, lied upon lied that, um, that the guys were were uh committed some crimes, and they did not commit any crimes to this day they're still innocent. I hate the fact that i mean i'm I'm glad i'm an attorney, but um I hate the fact that you have a percentage of judges that hide behind a black cloak um and basically say you know that whatever that they say is correct when they know that they are wrongfully making statements and hide under the word of discretion as judges to make decisions. And yeah. Georgia Abuelo is one of those people um, that should be removed from the bench. And I I mean, not just our case, there's several cases that she has been discriminatory and biased about. And I just that you have that type of an injustice in the system um, and uh, with judges, with crooked judges and also crooked prosecutors, they're supposed to be the main reason that they became attorneys or people that represent the law was to um, help, help people that um, they're doing injustice versus what they were sworn in to do.
3: Oh, and thank you, Gwen, for your call and for your knowledge of the system. Uh, we have learned a lot. We continue to. Thank you so much for your passion. The next
10: caller, Cliff. Yes, we have uh, Michelle, who has a comment, and Michelle, you're live.
14: Thank you. Um, I knew Luana for over 30 years. I still love and admire her. She was honest. She was loyal. She was loving. I remember I would visit her at the prison sometimes and knowing she had no business being there, and she was still just as sweet and funny. And even the prisoners that she was with – they knew she should not have been there. They fell in love with her. And I thought, what's so sickening about this? The prosecutor, Matthew Kirsch, he knew she was innocent. It's not like they just got something wrong, they knowingly went after an innocent woman. IRP, IRP is innocent. And they knowingly did this. The judge knowingly had uh, evidence in her hand and totally disregarded it. That's why the law has to change. These are not mistakes. This is vindictive, and it is dead wrong. They need to change the law. These crooked prosecutors need to be held accountable and put their butts in jail for the stuff that they're doing to innocent Americans. Juana had no business being in jail She was innocent and did nothing, as well as IRP. Thank you.
3: Thank you so very much for your comment as well. Um, Luana continued fighting against injustice. Let's hear from her for the last time tonight. Yes, um, I
17: just
1: think that we have got to continue this fight against this injustice that's in our justice system. That all the, that people don't end up wrongly convicted and and incarcerated unjustly, such as myself and others. It is so unfair, and for that woman to spend 17 years of her life is just the living end. And every time you look up, you, you're constantly hearing of this. People have got to open their eyes and deal with it. I mean, everybody wants to believe that we got the best this, and United States is the place to be, and this is—it's not true. We—it's uh, not true because things have gotten out of hand and people are taking the law into their own hands, doing what they want to do. They're free to do to, to, to mistreat and 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 degrade and hurt people, and it, and nothing's done about it. Something has to be done about it. And I think it's just got to be, and I'm glad that I can be a voice to say it's the time that I spent there unjustly that was so unfair and so wrong. It, it, it put a fire and a desire in me that I can't even describe. Because when I hear of someone else that, that has been through this in the years upon years of people's lives that are being destroyed and, and, and being taken from them, it's just it's just such a, a heart-wrenching, sad thing. And, and I think it's just got to be People have got to stand up. They've got to fight, and and they can't quit. And the guest cause and all the other things out there that that say, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta push this. We gotta fight. We gotta stand up until something changes." That's the thing. You can't give up. You gotta stay in the fight and fight it until until we until we win. And I think that's what's gonna happen. And I'm so glad.
3: Well, there you have it, Luana Banks Clark we bid you a final farewell. We fight and we leave your legacy alive. As we fight for justice to the very end, we bid you farewell. Luana Banks Clark. Good night, America.
1: Mm. I was at home um, that evening, uh, it was before. It was was it after Christmas? Yeah, I think it was after Christmas. And um, and when I op- I saw the letter that said.
17: Um,
1: I saw the letter that had the bureau. Bureau of Prisons on it, and uh, God didn't think I still was feeling it. And I just looked at it and held it in my hands, and I opened it and it said to report March 1st. I didn't even want to tell my mother or I wanted to act like it didn't really happen. I was hoping never to see it. And when I did, uh, I had to tell my mom, I think I told her the next morning that mom I got the letter to report and and she just said, Well, we're gonna fight, you're not going to prison. But we're gonna do what we have to do. And we did do what we had to do. But after all that, it still uh came to naught because these people were determined to put me in prison. I remember when I first got there uh, sitting in this room waiting for the chaplain to come in after my brother and sister had dropped me off. And, and I sat there and I looked up to God and I said, I gotta be strong. You gotta help me to be strong because I have to stand up the the way my mother taught me all my life. And this was a, it was a very difficult time I, and and I, I really feel like i only got through it because god was with me right to be out of church to be away from friends and family to be i couldn't call them the first night that that bothered me really bad it was but i did i saw so much wrong being in in that prison camp with these ladies and so many of them that shouldn't have been there and i got to know so many so many ladies I was I was very loved and respected while I was there but i, I just you see so much of the injustice you see the, the unfairness you see the 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 abuse and the and the pressure that's put on these ladies I mean it's just it's cruel things that you'd be thinking why would you do such a thing why would you get people up in the middle of the night and tell them to get outside in the yard and because we gotta look for look through this and look and there was nothing they were looking for it it was all about we just want once you get here we want to oppress you and 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 abuse you and mistreat you and try to take away any kind of dignity that you had that you have at all